today on this episode of the Cross Promo Pro Wrestling Podcast. We're going to be going over the results of Monday Night Raw. Okada gets trademark. Core Jade injured. This day in wrestling history. Well, nothing left to do but get on your ring gear. Lace up those boots. Step through those ropes. And ref, ring the bell. set for at least one hour. Introducing your hosts from Fort Worth, Texas, at a total combined weight of 430 pounds, Kevin and Chris Newell, the Cross Promo Pro Wrestling Podcast. fans welcome to the cross promo pro wrestling podcast i'm kevin and i'm chris and we are the one of the father son tag teams and professional wrestling podcasts um before we continue just wanted to um put out our apologies for not getting out a saturday episode we were having way too many technical difficulties and on top of that we're in the texas area so we were kind of having to hunker down and get ready for the winter weather that had came through. Um, on top of that, we couldn't be able to get uh, TNA's first pay-per-view of the year. And that's hard to kill. And um, apparently it was hard to get. Which killed us. So, um, yeah, we had to take an L there and not be able to get that uh, out to you guys. Um well, as far as uh, match of the week for last week, um, we're going to have to decide that on our own here. And, um, of course, I'm going to have to go ahead and put out the uh, six-man tag match that they had on Collision. FTR. FTR against, and um, Daniel Garcia up against uh, the House of Black. Um, this is what their fifth time FTR. FTR's fifth time, but still not a bad match. Thoroughly enjoyed it. It was uh, quite entertaining. Um, pretty good backstory. It seems like the only one I could follow along on Collision, as well as AEW, which is only a few stories you can follow and get behind to understand. Because I mean, everyone knows about Tony Khan and his issues. So, um, with that said, we have that as our match of the week. That goes up there with the other match of the weeks, or for the other match of the week. Uh, at the end of the month, we'll battle out to see who gets match of the month. But for right now, we're going to go over what had happened tonight on Monday Night Raw. Bring it Monday Night Raw. It's a long day for me. You guys don't like it, then too bad. All right, so we started off Monday Night Raw coming to us from the Simmons Bank Arena in North Little Rock, Arkansas. 
Don't know why they just can't say Little Rock, Arkansas, but you know what? Oh, well. Show started with Cody Rhodes opening up, talking about how now that he's done with Shinsuke Nakamura in his rear view, ready to go and gear up for the Royal Rumble to go and finish his story. But as soon as he was about to continue, promo didn't, I mean, his promo didn't even last five minutes. Drew McIntyre comes out, always wants to be the center of attention that Drew. Um, Drew's, you know, pretty much bringing up a past, how they used to be a tag team. <clears throat> uh, the dashing ones, as they were called back then. And uh, their history and how they're the same. They're the same age. They came back, they left the company, came back, and were better. And um, want to finish their own story. But Drew says, Cody ain't going to be the one to finish the story at the Royal Rumble. It's going to be him. Um, Cody then tells Drew, it doesn't matter. Anyone could possibly win the Royal Rumble, whether it be you, me, CM Punk. But I can re- you can rest assured it's going to be me. And then uh, Drew says, you know, I'm, I'm not liking this Cody. This isn't the real Cody. The wearing the suits, coming out smiling all the time, kissing everybody's butt, blah, blah, blah. You know, all that crybaby stuff that the man in a kilt is crying about. So, Cody came in back into his face and said, this is the real me. I only smile because I love to do this. I don't come out and complain like you always do and have and point the blame and have excuses of why I lost matches. But if I do lose the Royal Rumble, it isn't because I had an excuse, it's because I wasn't fully ready. But that's not going to happen this year. So Ro- Cody's trying to win the Royal Rumble a second time. Well then, Cody then tells Drew, well you keep going on and on about that one last match uh, before you came back into the company with me and everything, uh, let's not forget who won that match and then left the ring. Uh, well, then immediately cuts to the backstage and they're, um, Damian Priest confronting uh, R-Truth about selling Judgment Day shirts in the parking lot. But R-Truth is like, well, wait a minute. I got, I got the positive out of this. I'm getting money. A and bunch he, of money. And then he just bribes Damien into being friends with him or something. Pretty much. But Damien says, hey, remember your tag match tonight with with us. We don't want you tagging in The Miz. And R-Truth, I guess, was like, oh, okay. And automatically we're thinking, oh, he probably means don't tag in Damien or Finn. Well, that leads to the first match of the night. J.D. McDonough and Dominic Mysterio tagging to go up against DIY's Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. DIY takes control real early. Um, Of course, during the match, the ref didn't see at least one tag of DIY. And um, towards the end of the match, there was a lot of great exchange of moves. DIY comes out with the win, though, with Gargano pinning J.D. McDonough. This leaves J.D. McDonough's record 0-3, Dominic's is 0-2, Tommaso Ciampa's 2-0, and Johnny Gargano as well is 2-0. So they're both now defeated, or undefeated. But They're both undefeated right now. Um, 
go ahead and go over uh, what happened earlier before Raw and the uh, match that followed. See, you had Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae talking to a Adam Pierce. I think that was it. Adam Pierce. And they were interrupted at some point by Chelsea Green and Piper Niven complaining about how the ref was slow and how they want a rematch even though they or they just they had lost the rematch so now they want a rematch of a rematch and at some point Adam, they ended up asked Adam Pierce came up with the idea of just having them go against Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae which they did which then leads us into our net or next match which is Chelsea Green and Piper Niven against Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae where uh, you had the current tag champions, uh, Carter and Katana, watching from backstage and I guess kind of scouting who's exactly coming after them. They also did this during a later on match. Uh, there was a assisted lion salt from Candice. Uh, not really sure what that move do, so. I, I can't recognize all of them by name yet, so. This ended up resulting in a win for Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae, which now makes them both 1-0, and oh, and Chelsea Green and Piper Niven are both defeated for the year. The match ended by pinfall when Candice pinned Chelsea. Then backstage, we had Damien conf being confronted about R-Truth, and talking about how Truth is making money from the from the sales, and I, I think he also said something about if they want the money, they better go find him. Uh, you got the next one. Okay. Next up, we had uh, Gunther coming out, making his return. Uh, it was tonight. What marked his 584th day as Intercontinental Champion. Way to go, Gunther. Gunther um, was sent was feeling desperation coming from the WWE locker room whenever he would see these men coming out saying they'd win the Royal Rumble and all this other stuff, but none of them were paying attention to him or wanting to come after his title. Well, uh, he wanted to remind everyone about his last year's Royal Rumble attendance where he came in at number one and lasted um, pretty much all the way to the end of the match until he got eliminated by Cody Rhodes. Uh, he says he's going to go ahead and put himself in the Royal Rumble and do it again, but this time win. Uh, he then shifted gears and talked about what happened last week between Ludwig and Kofi. He says he's very proud of Ludwig. Uh and boast and bragged about him but then Xavier Woods came out very very angry in the side I've never seen Xavier before and demanded a match this led to a match between Xavier and Ludwig where Ludwig was acting was being very aggressive as well as Xavier uh, at one point during the match Xavier was bleeding from the mouth and uh, Ludwig had tried to throw a chair the same way he did at Kofi last week, but Xavier got out of the way and then picked up the chair and just the same exact chair and threw, th 
threw it at Ludwig. This time it hit Ludwig, causing a disqualification and the winner being Ludwig. So Xavier's record is now 0-1 and Ludwig Kaiser's is one, one loss, one win, and one draw. So he's already starting off the year 1-1-1. One, one, one. Uh, immediately after the match, Ludwig tried to do the same thing uh, to Xavier that he did to Kofi, but um, Xavier then fought back and did a double drop and double foot drop kick right to Ludwig's face, which was amazing to see. Um, there was a quick promo by Bronson Reed. He just simply stated that there's a champion that has his title and that it belongs to him. Immediately after, they had an in they interviewed Xavier Woods backstage, and he was very angry. But as soon as he was trying to get his his thoughts out, gets jumped by Ludwig Kaiser, but immediately gets interrupted by Jay Uso, who comes to help Xavier. So, possible Ludwig Kaiser and Jay Uso next week. All right, you got the next match, which is a pretty much a repeat match. Akira Tozawa. Next up, we have Akira Tozawa against Ivar, and surprisingly winning this time with a bit of help from Maxine Dupree, who was in the corner for Tozawa. Of course. Um, winning by pinfall, it was, again, surprising. However, they were both attacked. Uh, Maxine and Tozawa were attacked by Vahala and Ivar after the match. This means that Akira Tozawa is 1-1, one and, one, and Ivar is also 1-1. One one. Uh, then after they got back from the break, you had Ivy Nile and the rest of Diamond Mine with uh, Alpha Academy. And after them talking for a bit, Ivy Nile then said she was going to go talk to Adam Pierce about a match against Valhalla. And then you had Chad, uh, Chad Gable congratulating... Uh, and saying that he's proud of uh, Akira Tozawa. Then they cut to Rhea Ripley in the ring, talking about uh, the Royal Rumble and all that. She was basically putting the women's division on notice. Uh, yeah, even though she's the champion. So, I mean, talking about how if whoever is going to choose her after their Royal Rumble victory would be wasting their time, and if they're going to be wasting their time, I guess she'd go be alright with that. Yeah, she said, go ahead and just pick me. But if you want to actually succeed at that opportunity, pick someone else. Yeah. Uh, after she said that, uh, Becky Lynch came out and said she basically announced she was entering the Royal Rumble. But, but before she said that she was entering the Royal Rumble, she said something about how R Rhea Ripley might be better than her. And after announcing that she was going to be in the Royal Rumble, Rhea Ripley told her that she was going to see her at WrestleMania. So maybe that's foreshadowing. I don't know, we'll but Rhea Ripley looked to be rude. That uh, said that she's rooting for, um, for Becky. I think Rhea Ripley for a long time has been wanting to beat Becky because Becky has done a lot in WWE, 
and uh, getting a win over Becky Lynch is a big thing. It would say a lot for her spot in the women's division. It would say that, most definitely. But she also still has to beat Nia Jax as well, so... I don't know. Um, next up, you got interviewed. Uh, Seth Rollins says that he has faced Ginger Mahal many times before, but this is a different type of Ginger Mahal that he's faced in several past. Now, if you remember, he faced Ginger Mahal to win the... He beat Ginger Mahal in NXT to become the first NXT champion and then beat Ginger Mahal for the Intercontinental Championship several years ago. And... Well, uh, he's looking forward to possibly beating him again for a third time. I mean, third time's a charm, I guess. Next up, you had the awesome truth, Miz and R-Truth, taking on Judgment Day's Finn Balor and Damian Priest. Uh, so much confusion in the first match of what was going on. I mean, R-Truth came out with the Judgment Day, but in the back. And then before the match started... Uh, R-Truth wanted to give Finn Balor the share of the money that he got from the shirt sales. So, um, then all of a sudden, you know, there was, you know, R-Truth hitting Finn Balor and then R-Truth just surprised and seeking forgiveness and the Miz just completely confused on what's going on. Well... R-Truth really couldn't help it but tagged Miz in during the match. Either way, uh, was, um, it was a pretty quick and easy match, though, for Judgment Day. There were, some, there were many distractions from JD and Dom, who were at ringside. But with uh, Damian Priest choke-slamming R-Truth, Finn Balor pinning R-Truth to get the win, leaving Finn Balor's record 1-1 one and, one, and Damian Priest 1-0. The Miz's record two and one, and our Truth's record one and one. Uh, after that, we had a follow-up interview with Jinder Mahal, saying he has a clear head and will end the seven-year drought of not having a title by taking Seth's. Uh, that led to another women's tag match. It seemed that WWE just decided uh, two of the matches on Monday Night Raw were going to be repeat matches. This one was Shanna Baszler and Zoe Stark against Tegan Knox and Natalia. Another loss for Tegan Knox and Natalia, and another win for Shanna Baszler and Zoe Stark. If I remember right, Natalia tapped to Shanna Baszler. Uh, but you have one team, the winning team, Baszler and Stark, are undefeated for the currently for the year, and then Knox and Natalia. Are defeated. After that, you had a promo with Shinsuke Nakamura talking about the story with Cody, and it's not done until he says it's done. Pretty much. And that he's going to be focusing on the Royal Rumble. But after the Royal Rumble, he's going back to facing Cody. But what if Cody wins and cashes in on, well, it's not the money in the bank, but what if he ends up picking someone on a different show or something? I don't know. Well, it went back to the... Because uh, it went to a commercial break. Um, it went back to the women's tag match. And like Chris said, uh, Shayna made Natalia submit. Uh, tag champs were, again, watching this tag match. They were scoping out their competition. 
then it led to the uh, main event, Jinder Mahal versus Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, of course, Indus Sheer was at ringside in behalf of Jinder Mahal. This actually, before I continue on, this actually became match of the night for us. Match of the night. Okay, things started off pretty light. Uh, Seth Rollins trying to gain control over the match. So is Jinder Mahal. Uh, of course, um, probably a good five minutes into the match, out walks Damian Priest with the briefcase, takes a chair in front of the commentating table just to watch the match. Uh, in the middle of the match, Seth injures his knee, just or strains it, rather. Uh, and as Seth goes for a pin, a member of Indusheer puts Jinder Mahal's foot on the rope. Seth sees this, but the ref does not. Seth takes it, uh, takes his aggressions out on Indusheer and uh, jumps outside of the ring to take out one of the members of Indusheer. Uh, they continue and. They continue, Indusheer continues to try to interfere in the match, throwing in a chair. Didn't work. Uh, one point, Drew gets up to get ready to cash, but then Drew, uh, not Drew, I'm sorry, Damien does so. And then Drew uh, comes from, uh, from the crowd. From the crowd. And uh, gets into a verbal argument first with Damien, talking about, I hear, you know, you keep talking a bunch of crap about me da, 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 and they get into a fist fight well as that's going on Indusheer again tries to interfere without the ref looking that rhymed and uh, yeah I got it interfere sheer and all that that rhymes I'm regular freaking Dr. Seuss um, at one point they get ejected from ringside after another failed pin attempt by uh, Jinder Mahal uh, as Indus Sheer is walking up the aisle to go back to the backstage area, Seth does a curb stomp, picks and does the uh, covers for the pin and gets the win by pinfall, leaving Seth's record undefeated at two and zero for the year. Jinder Mahal starting off the year zero and one. That was it for match of the night. Continued on to Raw Talk, where there were three interview sessions, as they always do. Um, you had um, Indy and uh, Candice LeRae being interviewed and saying that they are on their way to the women's tag titles. But immediately was in, uh, interrupted by Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stark saying, uh, Good luck and remember your way through to get to those titles is through us. Uh, next interview was Ivy Nile stating that she had talked to Adam Pierce earlier after um, Valhalla jumped Maxine Dupree. And uh, next week on Raw, you're going to have Ivy Nile taking on Valhalla. Uh, and in the last interview, you had Ludwig Kaiser wanting to be asked, you know, why this sudden change of tactics? Why such viciousness? Um and he said, they call me Mr. A plus everything. And then reiterated, you heard what our ring general had called, uh, uh, said about me. And he's proud and very happy with me. And then said, I'm just decided to change because my mentality now is, uh, you kick me down, make sure I stay down. 
and told Xavier Woods, look out, because I'm coming for your head. Apparently he's the head collector. All right, well, that pretty much uh, ends things for WWE Monday Night Raw. So we'll go right into uh, On This Day in Wrestling History. Today in Pro Wrestling History. Well, today marks On This Day in Pro Wrestling History in 1989. It was the very first ever Royal Rumble pay-per-view. And it took place in Houston, Texas. The winner of the very first Royal Rumble match was Big John Studd. He had survived uh, 29 other men in the uh, Royal Rumble match. But back then when it started, the winner was just a Royal Rumble winner. It wasn't determined until later on in years that the winner of the Royal Rumble would go on to main event at WrestleMania. It wasn't the case here. You win the Royal Rumble, you just win the Royal Rumble. There was, I guess there was like money involved or something, but that was about it. Uh, also, you had a super pose down contest that happened between Ravishing Rick Rude and the Ultimate Warrior. Uh, of course, the Warrior looked like he was winning, but Ravishing Rick Rude just flat out attacked Ultimate Warrior, uh, which started, which pretty much kicked off their feud and uh, would end in a Intercontinental Championship match. Kind of thing about what, could someone defend their title in a Royal Rumble? Didn't, like, for, you remember when uh, Austin Theory defended his title in the Elimination Chamber? Imagine if someone did that for the Rumble. I don't know if it'd be for the Royal Rumble. They've had... They had Royal Rumbles that would determine who the next champion was, and, of course, Ric Flair won that Royal Rumble. Uh, next up, in 1998, Rey Mysterio Jr. had defeated Juventud Guerrero for the WCW Cruiserweight Championship. And it was during uh, the show of uh, WCW Thunder. In 2005, Austin Aries retained the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight title against Colt Cabana. Um, it was at an event called uh, Ring of Honor It All Begins. Uh, TNA Final Resolution took place in 2006 on this day. And uh, the main event, you had Christian Cage... Sting and uh, and Sting team up to defeat Monty Brown and Jeff Jarrett. In 2012, during a house event in Oakland, Primo and Epico had defeated uh, Team Airboom that was made up of Kofi Kingston and Evan Bourne. You know him now as Matt Sidall, uh, to win the WWE Tag Team Championships. Uh, in 2017, uh, it was an event called, uh, it was a progress, that was a pro wrestling event. Uh, it was called Chapter 42 Life, the Universe and Wrestling, uh, took place in Birmingham, where Matt Riddle had defeated, uh, Rampage Brown for the Atlas title in the main event. 2017 was the second night of the WWUK Championship Tournament, and it took place in uh, Blackpool, England. Uh, the finals uh, had Tyler Bate taking on Pete Dunne, and uh, Tyler Bate had defeated Pete Dunne to become the inaugural champion. You also had Tommy End 
later to be known as Malachi Black, had made his WWE debut. 2017, Hall of Famer Jimmy Superfly Snuka had sadly passed away, uh, surrounded by family and friends in Pomomo Beach, Florida. Um, of course, we all knew Jimmy, Jimmy Superfly Snuka as um, legend, legendary uh, Superfly Snuka, uh, super, uh, you know, his splash that he does off the top rope, was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 1996. Competed at the uh, Survivor Series that following night. Um, he would make sporadic appearances uh, for the next 20 years. Uh, participated in a Royal Rumble match where uh, he teamed up with... Um, where he had faced Roddy Roddy Piper. But then later on at that WrestleMania, he had teamed with Roddy Piper and Ricky Steamboat to take on Chris Jericho at WrestleMania 25. Snuka had re received a Lifetime Achievement Award uh, on WWE the, uh, the night after SummerSlam. That was back in 2002. In 2020 on this day, AEW had presented Bash at the Beach, a special edition of Dynamite that took place. Uh, you had Pac beat Darby Allin in the main event, and DDP made his return to the ring. Uh, another sad passing in 2020, Rocky Johnson, the father of The Rock, had passed away at the age of 75. He was a big, big influence uh, and inspiration and barrier breaker in the world of professional wrestling. Um, he had held NWA titles and was the first black Georgia heavyweight champion. He was also uh, a black the first black champion in the WWE by winning the World Tag Team Championship with his partner Tony Atlas in 1983 from none other than the Wild Samoans off of Sika. Uh, originally, he had uh, The Rock's father, uh, Rocky Johnson, had initially trained to be a boxer. He had sparred with he, he sparred with the greats, Muhammad Ali and George Foreman. Uh, Rocky Johnson had retired from wrestling in the early 90s and went on to train his son, The Rock, alongside with Pat Patterson. Uh, Rocky Johnson was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2008 by his own son, The Rock. In 2021, Kevin Owens returned to SmackDown and... Uh, was announced as Roman Reigns challenger for the Universal Championship at the Royal Rumble. Reigns was scheduled to face Adam Pearce, who he had cleverly uh, made win the gauntlet match the week before. The uh, but more or less, the contract uh, was signed. An old injury injury caused the um, Adam Pearce to withdraw from the match. This was the one that. You first started watching wrestling, Chris. The uh, Falls Count Anywhere match. Alright, so now we move on to the birthdays. Uh, first birthday is uh, Kelly Kelly, part of the Divas division back when it was the most ridiculous thing in the world. Uh, was born January 15th, 1987. She turns 37 today. Uh, next up on birthdays, uh, Vince McMahon's own son, Shane McMahon, 
celebrating his birthday today. He turns 54. Next up, we have Tommy Gilbert. Uh, was well known for his wrestling for the Continental Wrestling Association. Uh, he is the, uh, was the father of wrestlers Doug Gilbert and Eddie Gilbert. Uh, sadly, had passed away on November 26 in 2015 at the age of 75. Then next up we had uh, so who would have celebrated a birthday today would, would be Eddie Graham. Uh, sadly, is not, could not celebrate his birthday today because he had sadly passed away in January 21st of 1985 at the age of 55 due to um, oh, how sad due to suicide. Well, now that we brought the mood even down more, uh, that's pretty much it for news and birthdays. I'm sorry for birthdays and this day in history. We go on to this day in um, professional new wrestling news. Today in pro wrestling news. All right, Chris, you got an injury report. It was at a uh, NXT live event. Uh, the one that's on. No, it was, uh, um, I guess, a non televised event. I think, yeah. That's usually what the live events are, where, yeah, it says here, non-televised live event. Uh, it happened this weekend, and she had to be carried to Ooh. the uh, core jade. Oh. Had to be carried to the back by by either medics or officials. I'm not really sure what they're called. She had just came back, too. Yeah. Uh, at the time, she was wrestling the current champion, Lyra Valkyria. And, uh, let's see. It was a leg injury. She landed badly on her leg, injuring it. Uh, specifically, her knee. The mm. match was stopped by a ref since, well, she kind of couldn't continue. And she later posted uh, a gif or the gif. Either a GIF or a GIF, however you pronounce it, on her on uh, social media, uh, where in the GIF it said, "I laugh to keep from crying." But I guess that's because she just got back. Yeah, kind of a well, bittersweet return, I guess. Yeah, last month after being out for four months, and she's already out again. Yeah, that's pretty bad for her. Was really looking forward to her in action and everything. But all right, uh, and the second and last news story. It's been a short news week day today. Uh, Kazutkia Okada has filed for Rainmaker trademark with UPT, uh, USPTO. Um, it looks like uh, Okada is looking to be full time in the United States, wrestling in the United States, uh, after the term Rainmaker had been trademarked with the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Uh, the attorney that had helped make this possible was Michael E. Dawkins, an attorney who helps a lot of wrestlers, typically those in AEW registered trademarks. Uh, 
Okada's deal with New Japan Pro Wrestling is coming to an end. And uh, he's uh, thinking of the idea of uh, doing something he's never done before, and that's wrestle full-time in the United States. Uh, while doing so, WWE is interested in bringing him over, but the likelihood of that happening is very, very slim. Um, it seems that he's more or less interested in AEW, even though he's never wrestled for WWE before. But um, he already has a familiar history with AEW, and uh, more likely it looks like he'll be signing with AEW. But I wouldn't really count him out uh, yet uh, to join the WWE. Alright. Um, so, um, just quickly wanted to go over the, uh, well, let me turn off the news here. Uh, well, we got, well, we went through that in about 37 minutes, record time. But uh, wanted to really quickly go over uh, what had happened because we did, uh, regardless of us watching it, uh, we could still go over the results of what had happened on Saturday for... Uh, you you want to hit him with the fake out I did real quick? No. Oh, yeah, it's time for us to tap out and play music. No? No. No. Uh, wanted to go I'm over joking. the results real quick for TNA's very first pay-per-view of the year, and that was Hard to Kill. Um, I'll just read all the results, Chris. That way you don't have to worry about trying to find it because I'm going to use it on my phone here. Um, so they had their countdown to, uh, hard to kill, uh, show that lasted about an hour. Uh, you had Steve Macklin take on Rich Swan and win. Um, Steve Macklin had defeated Rich Swan. The system, Brian Myers and Eddie Edwards had taken down Eric Young and Frankie Kazarian. Uh, and then we had the match between Steve, uh, Crazy Steve and Tommy Dreamer for the TNA Digital Media Championship with no disqualification. Crazy Steve crowned new TNA Digital Media Champion. Uh, right after that, you had the pay-per-view kickoff, and kicked off it did. Uh, you had um, the TNA Knockouts World Title, number one contender, uh, the Ultimate X Match which had Giselle Shaw, Alicia Edwards, Danny Luna, Jody Threat, Tasha Steeles, and premiering in AE, in TNA and signed with TNA, Zaya Brookside. Um, a hard-fought match from what I've read, and Giselle Shaw picking up the win, which means she has got first... She's the number one contender for the TNA Knockouts World title. Next up, you had PCO taking on Dirty Dango, with Alpha Bravo and uh, Oleg Prudis at ringside. Sadly, PCO had won due to disqualification. Of course, he had Alpha Bravo and Oleg. That's what got... That, it probably came from that. That's probably why it ended in it did. DQ. But if nobody sudden, used the staple gun. But yeah, but... Out came Santino. And saying... And invoking his powers, I guess he's like sheriff or something. Or... Oh, the, what was he, the director of authority? Or yeah, something director like of authority. Well, he came out and said, well, we're going to even the odds. Jake something and Rhino came out to assist PCO. 
So then it was a six-man tag, right? It became a six-man tag, and PCO and Rhino and Jake Something had beaten Alpha Bravo, Dirty Dango, and Oleg Prudis. Next up, you had the TNA Knockouts World Tag Team titles. You had um, MK Ultra, Killer Kelly, and uh, Masha Slamovich defending their titles against uh, Decay, Havoc, and Rosemary. Well, Havoc and Rosemary are now crowned the new TNA Knockouts World Tag Team Champions, which moves on to the TNA X Division title, which was a triple threat match between Chris Sabian, El Hijo del Vikingo, and Kushida. Again, great hard-fought match. At one point, it was the uh, Canadian Destroyer performed outside the ring on the ramp uh, by... um, by Chris Sabian to uh, El Hijo del Vikingo. And uh, Chris Sabian picked up the win to retain his title. Uh, yeah, Josh Alexander beat Alex Hammerstone. And in the Fatal 4-Way match uh, for the TNA World Tag Title, ABC, Ace Austin and Chris Bay, had retained their title and defeated Grizzle Young Veterans, James Drake and Zach Gibson, Laredo Kid and Mike Bailey, and the Rascals, Trey Miguel and Zachary Wentz. Next, you had the TNA Knockouts World title, where Jordan Grace is now your new Knockouts World champion by defeating Trinity. Uh, a lot of people, from what I saw there, had ri- written out that uh, Trinity um, had said her goodbyes. I guess she is officially going to be leaving TNA to go back to WWE. But people also said they had noticed Mercedes Monet and Bailey in the audience. Monet watch. Yeah. Monet and Bailey watch. Well, they were watching the match to, to encourage their friend on Trinity. So this is only really stirring the pot more and more that Mercedes Monet and Trinity are coming back. And if they're coming back, they more or less could be coming back for those tag titles. Uh, and then the main event of the night, you had TNA World Champion Alex Shelley defending his title against Moose. Well, Moose came away with the win and came away with the win clean, too. Well, immediately right after that match, you had Nick Namath come to the ring and attack Moose. And Nick Namath is now a part of TNA. Nick uh, Namath, if you're not, if that name is not ringing a Ziggler? bell, it's Dolph Ziggler. So Dolph, you had a... Uh, quite a few guys that have left the company and moved on. Also, they had announced Dana Brooke. It, and she's not going by that name anymore. It's like Ash something or whatever. Uh, she is signed with TNA as well. So we will see what happens uh, with the fallout this week. Because I guess this week will be the very first TNA episode. So we'll see how their arena looks. If they've changed the appearance of the arena, theme song and everything. Um, and see what happens from there and possibly get good notes. Uh, Chris, your thoughts at all on this pay-per-view? Uh, a lot of the predictions we made came true. Yeah. Uh, was not expecting Nick Namath there. In fact, I thought, I thought we said he was going to, to New, New Japan. Japan. Yeah. Uh, Trinity losing, which is only further confirming she's leaving TNA. Or at least that her contract is up. Well, I honestly think she's leaving TNA to go back to WWE. And with Mercedes Monet there, 
and we're seeing a lot of videos of Mercedes Monet and Bailey hanging out together along with Trinity, it's only confirming that we're probably going to get something as far as, you know, the both of them coming back. Who knows? You know? Um, I, I for one, know. I wasn't expecting Nick Namath to show up. I definitely wasn't expecting um, people saying that Sasha Banks or Mercedes Monet, whichever you want to pick, and Bailey were there, uh, especially Dana Brooke, because I thought Dana Brooke was done with wrestling altogether. Um, but, you know, oh well. Uh, I'm glad we've got some new champions, kind of stir the pot a little bit, kind of put a restart on the company. Um, looking forward to, like I said, looking forward to how it looks, how it's going to look now uh, on their weekly show and what theme song they're going to be going with. Are they going to change the theme song? Who knows? New intro, new show, new arena. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, what about your thoughts for uh, tonight on Monday Night Raw? Uh, it was a lot of tag matches. I do know that. A lot of tag matches. Two of them, as a wrestling fan, I'm disappointed in because they're repeat matches. Uh, of course, you had uh, Kira Tozawa take on Ivar. That is a repeat match because it's happened already once before. Uh, then another repeat match is Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stark taking on Natalia and Tegan Knox. I understand it's to fill time and everything, but as a wrestling fan, we're, uh, I don't want to see the same thing over again. I really don't unless it, a title or something is on the line. That's That's really... The only reason why I would want to see it again is because if it's a title match or if something's on the line, like a number one contendership, you know, that's the only reason. But we had to go fill time, I understand, um, but we could have put another other people out there. We could have had um, a mixed tag match, could have had Akira Tozawa take on, uh, team up with uh, Maxine to take on Ivar and... Uh, uh, Valhalla, but now we're having Valhalla take on Ivy Nile, which is good. Um, I understand they're probably doing it so they can rest up their their best stars for the Royal Rumble, which is next uh, next Saturday. Uh, so we're having to gear up for that, which we can watch, by the way, because we don't have to worry about subscribing to an app and then th all we find out is we're only watching the pre-show. So, uh, so I'm looking forward to this week too. We got NXT coming up tomorrow night. We've got uh, Dynamite. We got Hook taking on Samoa Joe. Uh, I'm looking forward to that match. Uh, we're also uh, wanting to see the fallout between Battle of the Belts. I mean, what? Why did uh, Don Callis' family decide to jump in and interfere uh, with uh, Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho's match that they had against? Ricky Starks and uh, Big Bill. Uh, I think, come to think of it, is Big Bill and Ricky Starks don't have that many connections within AEW. Because with, with uh, Chris Jericho, you have uh, Kenny Omega that he was tagging with. And then with Sammy Guevara, maybe you still have the old members of the Jericho Appreciation Society. And but, then, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. 
And then these other two guys, they're alone, so you can send some people to get the tag titles from them. Yeah. Well, um... Be easier to put them in a corner or something. Yeah. Well, I'm still waiting on, uh... Deer and Headlights Con to come up with a women's tag division. Because, I mean, he's already got a mid-card title for the women's division and a main title. So, let's get a tag title in there. Let's even the odds. Let's take away some of the mid-card titles. Are we going to keep the continental title? Or are we going to lose the international title? I mean, too many. Too many, And we got TNT title, too. There's too many belts. Way too many belts, in my opinion. Too much to keep. Too many belts to keep up with. You know? You got to keep it simple. You know, you need to have a main card, mid card, and tag title. If you want to have two mid cards, eh, fine. But it's better just to have one mid card title for the men's, one mid card title for the women's, one main, you know, so and so on and so forth. I've said it before, and I'm not saying it to criticize how someone's running a uh, a wrestling promotion. It's just as a wrestling fan, it's hard to keep up with that many titles and that many champions. The less there is the easier it is to keep up with and easier to keep up with storylines too because right now only storyline i know of that's tracking is the feud between ftr and house of black and now you've got daniel garcia in the mix as well as matt minard you've got soraya and ruby soho that love triangle thing going on whatever that storyline is going that i can follow uh that's pretty oh and then the undisputed kingdom undisputed kingdom that whatever see uh adam copeland and christian adam copeland and christian and then of course you've got um well pretty that's pretty much it it's just those four storylines whereas wwe let's see what storylines do we have there we've got our truth wanting to join the wanting to stay in the judgment day you about said wanted to join, mm. but he already joined. You've got the Fatal 4-Way match uh, on SmackDown side. You've got um, the KO and Logan Paul storyline going. Nothing for the Intercontinental title, nothing for the tag titles, not for, nothing for the women's tag titles. Essentially, kind of nothing for the women's WWE title. I mean, you've got Bianca Belair that's wanting to face EO Sky, but then you've got turmoil within damage, excuse me, within damage control. Uh, you've got a feud brewing between uh, Bobby Lashley, Street Profits, and uh, Final, Te uh, Final Testament. Um, you got pretty much LWO feuding with uh, Santos Escobar's group. LWO versus LWO. Yeah. I mean, you got more storylines you could follow with WWE than you do AEW. AEW's got four good ones. And that's it. Nothing more. So, I mean, again, that's coming from a fan standpoint. We could follow along with storylines if there is reasonable and good ones. But if you're having, like, random matches, like, uh, same with Ring of Honor... I mean, last week, why was, um, why in the heck was, uh, was it Christopher Daniels taking on Lee Johnson? What was the point of that match? There was no point. I can't remember. Now, the, um, 
the one match with Soraya's brother in it, that made sense because it's his debut match in Ring of Honor, essentially, I believe. Which means he can push his way up to through AEW and, you know, pair up with his sister and be and probably be a part of a male version of Outcasts or something. I don't know. Um, I mean, he could come up into the ranks and say that uh, Angelo Parker um, almost came to blows with Soraya and up comes her brother, Zack Knight, and to take on Angelo Parker. And you get a mixed tag thing going between Angelo Parker, Ruby Soho, taking on Soraya and Zack Knight after Ruby Soho finds out that Soraya is the one that's been betraying her. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of Soraya and her family, you know, her dad, her mom, her brothers, and herself. Um, so heel or face, it doesn't matter. I'm a fan of either or. Like, I'm a fan of... Uh, um, I'm a fan of Rhea Ripley's. Damian Priest is starting to grow on me. Um, who else that I like that are heels? MJF, whether he's a heel or face, he's pretty good heel. Uh, he keeps up with the gimmick outside the ring too, which is good. I mean, you got you got, you have to, you know. Um, definitely liking Undisputed Kingdom. I'm liking that faction, the Final Testament. Liking that there. Uh, want to see uh, more of them what they're going to be doing yeah um bobby lashley's uh group though his stable needs to grow needs to either have um uh what's her name b fab is she with the group is she not with the group we need to know that for sure we can't be dancing around that if she's not then get her out get bianca belair in there if not, get Bianca Belair and get Jade Cargill in there. Or is Jade Cargill going to stand alone? Because it sounds like she's going to Raw. And if she's going to Raw, then she's going to have an epic bout with Rhea Ripley. Which I would like to see. Who would win between that? Because Jade Cargill was undefeated up until the time she lost her belt for the TBS championship. She was TBS champion for a long time and, was rem and remained undefeated. And she's pretty tough, too. Rhea Ripley's pretty much the same exact way. They're carbon copies. So I, I would love to see that. I would love to see that matchup. Um, I'd love to see, you know, Jay Cargill go up against Becky Lynch. Jay Cargill go up against Charlotte Flair. I mean, possibilities are endless, but I don't want Jay Cargill to go through NXT. She's too big of a name and too big of a talent to go through NXT. As far as Dominic Mysterio goes, he's done pretty good. I like him as a heel. The crowd surely soaks up and he gets those, you know, gets the crowd riled up. In the beginning, I thought, really, he's not, he's starting on the main roster. He's not going through NXT. He needs to go through NXT first, but... Then after he became a heel and started to come out and do his own and everything, he was doing pretty good. So I was like, okay, I was proven wrong. But again, my own opinion as a fan. I mean, I've been jabbering on for the past five minutes. Chris, what do you think? Uh, yeah. About Dominic or just in general of anything I said. Um, I'm or if you or if you have anything to add with what I just said. Uh I got 
definitely uh what was it Bobby Lashley his faction is definitely going to need more people if they're wanting to take on well fairly. I mean the the the, yeah. uh, the numbers are even but you got se. those two managers yeah but you got Paul and uh, Scarlet there and there's Paul two, Ellering there's two Pauls you got Paul Heyman and Paul Ellering but Paul Ellering and Scarlet they they, they, they uh should get involved with the bloodline have a rivalry between those it'd be Paul versus Paul be nice, but all right. Well, oh, but wait, no Usos anymore. So yeah, no Usos anymore. Well, numbers are still even right now, but but still, with you got Karrion Cross and AOP, and then you've got Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. So it's right now it's pretty even. But if you can get someone that will compete against Scarlet, and because right now they've kind of got the SmackDown version of the Rhea Ripley problem with Scarlet. Yeah, they you do. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to what comes out of that. Uh, I don't know if I would give a rating or anything to Raw tonight. I mean, there were a few good matches here and there. Some of them I was bored with, and because it was a repeat match, uh, especially the Kiritazawa, um, um, Air, um. What was it? Ivar match. Uh, I was like, oh, great. Another repeat match. Well, I can't wait uh, to count uh, Ivar as the winner. Granted, Akira took away the win, but still, it was like, uh, you know, I've seen this match already. I've seen Akira Tozawa take on Ivar, and now Akira's winning because of distraction from Maxine Dupree. So, And then the women's tag match between Tegan Nox, uh, with Tegan Knox and Thalia taking on Shayna Baszler and uh, Zoe Stark. We've already seen that one. That was like, I think, the first or second tag match of theirs that we saw. Um, It was either at the beginning. It was either last week or the week before, you know. Um, So, all right. Well, that pretty much just about wraps it up for us here. All right, well, another Raw in the books and a whole new week started. So we look forward to see what's going to be happening in the rest of the week, especially uh, with uh, TNA with a fallout from Hard to Kill, uh, AEW with Hook against Samoa Joe, and uh, fallout. Let's see what happens on SmackDown with the contract signing for the Fatal 4-Way match next Saturday. All right. You can find us on social media, of course. You can get us at uh, any. You can get us on TikTok. Feel free to message us with any questions you may have or anything you may want to say about the show. Uh, same with Facebook, Instagram, and X. Also, uh, you can get us on our email address, Chris. Crosspromopod at gmail.com. All right. You heard it here. Crosspromopod at gmail.com. Well. For the Cross Promo Show, I'm Kevin. And I'm Chris. We We got it. I take it this is the part where um, we're supposed to do something funny or something.
I got nothing. <laughs>